a drive into deep left field by Castellanos. Welcome to Season 3 of the Packed House. Mickey Doolittle, Aiden O'Connor, Grant Salzman. Grant joining us remotely <laughs> from St. Louis. Had to, get, had to start it off with a bang. It's summer. you got to have fun. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad the boys enjoyed that one. Had to pull that one out to uh, get us going for Season 3. That is a... Uh, it's all-time, yeah, <laughs> all-time great remix right there. Oh my goodness, that was not what I was expecting no, I, out of that. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Grant could even hear that now that I now that I he didn't hear it. Hear me now? I can hear you. We got you, Grant. Did you hear yeah, the song? Uh, no, I could not. Oh well, we'll play it for you. You missed out. We'll play it for you later or something. But <laughs> I did not hear it. So. So it's it's season three. It's summer. Mickey and I are here for the summer. Grant is the uh, hop, skip, and a jump away in St. Louis, about two hours down the road. Uh, uh, life talk. How how we been? Does everyone have a job? Are we employed? Because we're not getting paid for this yet. So how are we doing? Yet, um, yet. I'm I'm wrecking youth basketball. Let me tell you. Well, how's your charge call? Oh. Because that's like number probably, one if you're reffing. I would ask David Campbell and Jonathan Litskin and okay. Harrison Vapnik. It's probably the best charge call on this side of do, the. Do you step into it? Oh, I step All right. and I like switch hands. Oh, okay. I can already yeah. see it. That's it's, perfect. It's like an it's like an umpire calling an out at home plate or something. You yes. Know? yes. Good. But, but let me tell you, you would have thought some of the games I was doing. I was doing a tournament this weekend, and you would have thought every single game was game seven of the uh, of the NBA finals. Well, if it's game seven of any NBA game, what was it? A twenty point blowout? Like I, I the NBA is on my <laughs> wait, last wait. nerve right now with these games. Think about think about like a two thousand eight, two thousand nine game seven of the NBA finals, okay. Aiden. I don't remember who played in those. I don't. I was know. like uh, eight. I don't know. I think that was <laughs> less than that. I was four. No, six. I was Shoot, six. who was in that? Who was in those finals? Was that like Lakers time? I think that was Lakers. Like look at me. <laughs> that was Gasol and uh and two thousand NBA Finals. Wow, look at me. Celtics Lakers. Yeah, was two thousand eight, yeah, and then two thousand nine was Lakers Magic. Wow, who's on the Magic? What that a time year? to be live. Huh. I don't remember who was even on the magic. magic was, uh, oh, was that? I have no, that was Dwight Howard. Yep. Yes. Howard everyone forgets, yeah. everyone forgets how freaking elite Dwight Turkulu. Howard was. I forgot he do Turkaloo. Now that guy was elite too. He do. Wow. Elite yeah, name that too. Was yeah. Some of the most dominant big man plays in Shaq. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they had, uh, yeah. Um, Kobe, Trevor Ariza, Pau Gasol, Derek Fisher, and then on the other side it was Dwight Howard, Marcin Gortat. That's a good name. Uh, Courtney Lee, haven't heard from him in a while. Ty Lue was still kicking in the league. <laughs> and uh, J.J. Redick That's and Hidu Turkoglu, just names thrown out there. How did we get here? Grant's reffing? Yeah. 2009 <laughs> NBA yeah. Finals? So what? Grant, Grant's yeah, keeping yeah, busy. Yeah, Mickey, how are we keeping busy? Uh, working some jobs. Traveling, I don't okay. know. It's it's you been some baseball games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's been a little crazy recently. I I kind of want just a day to like settle down and not do anything, but that has not come to me yet. So you're working at Shakespeare's, right? Shakespeare's Pizza. Still I'm... yet to try it. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I, this I week, can... I've actually I think I've made it a decision. I've made it a point to get there. Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I am working there. All right, so. That's a lot of days. So I know. I I should be around. Long shifts too. So how long? Uh, it depends on the day. Okay. Sometimes six, sometimes nine hours. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it's. I've been not... I've been working seven hour shifts at the golf course. I just sit on my butt but all yeah, day. I was about to say. You I don't just do anything. Sit yeah. around and do oh, nothing. Yeah, I do nothing. Aiden, Aiden, have you been hitting the 
links lately? Uh, the links have been hitting me, honestly. Uh, oh, I, I, wow. I, so every time I have a morning shift, it's seven to two. I just I just yeah. go out and play after. I played in two hours two days ago. Today I played the front nine in forty minutes, and then I was hit by a large group in front of me. It took me forever, but first time out this year, a couple days ago, shot one hundred three, shot ninety four today. So oh, there there's, you go. There's a gap. Nice. There's a gap there. Nice. It doesn't get too much so, better, but <laughs> so. Uh... Do you, do you get to play for free? Oh, everything's free. If you guys want to come out, it's free for you guys, too. Oh, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> everything's free. Aiden, are they looking to hire? Uh, dude, honestly, they might be. Like, All right. <laughs> you Aiden, can let's go. Hire, if they're looking to hire in the fall, I might I might have to be down there. Yeah, it's it's only like 11 an hour, but it's, you know, hey, I don't do anything. I sit around and... No, it's not honest it's work. It's not I hard sit, work. It's I sit around, work. I check in golfers, um... Fill Easy bags work. with beer, make a few hot dogs, and call it a day. That's pretty much it, honestly. So could, so you could get us on the links for free. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I I have a group going out. Uh, me and another kid are playing on Friday. I think I just throw my name once, on the sheet and that's it. All right, next once week. We get, once I'm we in. get back down there, Aiden, all right, yeah, game. Yeah, that works. I gotta bring my golf clubs back down here. We um, gotta we gotta like make a packed house YouTube channel and and vlog these experiences. Uh, no. You know. No, it, it's not safe for YouTube if I'm golfing. <laughs> I get very mad at myself. Today was actually very easy, nice and chill. But hey, I have a sensor bleep sound effect <laughs> in my editing software. Oh, so, yeah, no, uh, no, uh, we you get you can rent clubs for free at our place. They actually, they're the clubs are very crappy, so we just give them out. There or you go. yeah, you can probably use my clubs. You're taller than me, so it might not work, but yeah, yeah still, I'm used to using short clubs. Yeah, perfect. Hey, so, anyway, yeah, where's how do we get here? Mickey Doolittle was the man that said he could shoot a seven. On That's true. I remember at, that. At Augusta. So I have high expectations for him. Hey, I said I could. I'm not saying I, I could every time. I'm, I'm just saying I have high expectations. All right. All right. Fair enough. So season three of the Packed House. Yeah. While we're talking we about here. while we're talking about golf, PGA Championship this week, we can we can knock this out in four minutes. Why did I say well, four? That's an odd number. Let's, let's start on Tiger, Aiden. Why don't yeah, we start there? Um. All right, go ahead. First two rounds, you know, weren't they weren't the worst thing in the world. I mean, he made the cut, which I thought was impressive. Yeah. But that third round, man, I mean, he found every bunker, mm-hmm. every out of bounds, every water um, you could find. And it was just rough. And I honestly, I don't know about you, but I thought he made the right decision to pull out of the tournament. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I wasn't watching too much on the day where people said that he – was looking like he struggled, like he almost fell into a I, bunker and stuff. Just, I think yeah. it's the right decision. He wasn't going to win it, and, no, and that sounds like a cop age, out. Like if I'm not going to win, why not just drop out? But yeah, he's he's hurt. He's banged up. I, I think it was the right decision. And and mark my words on Tiger. I think by it either the U.S. Open or the Open, the British Open, he will compete and he'll get a top ten. I think this season. Okay, I thought you were going to say he'd win another major, but I, no, I don't no, think that's I happening. Think that, I think that he will be competing on the last day, be a couple shots back, and when you're Tiger Woods, anything can happen then, you know? I agree. Golf's a magical game. Uh, yeah. So we could go round by round, but the, the only highlight that I'm worried about in the first round, John Daly was the leader for about four yes. holes, there four glorious holes. And, he had a beautiful birdie oh, to yeah. start his round. Well, he, he teed off. He was the first group off, and so uh, – you know, the cameras are never going to be on John Daly unless he's physically the only group on the course. And he was, and he birdied the first hole. He was the first person to hit right down the middle, as you could assume. And it was awesome. And then he 
uh, played great in the first round, went to a casino. I think he went to Hooters for dinner, and then he played yeah, okay in the second round. He was still at the cut line on the 14th hole, and then he went double bogey on every hole past that. And I firmly believe that he just wanted to be done. He knew he wasn't going to win, so he just said, I'm going to double every hole, and I'm just going to go home and be done. I think that's yes. what he did. I think he just didn't want to play anymore. Spin zone. Didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time John Daly has done something like that. What happened to what happened to oh. uh, Will? Okay, hold on. I'm going to butcher this. Zalatoris. He yeah. was well, up through the first two rounds, it looks like. Yeah, he, He's young. His putter has always been kind of his big thing. He's a great ball striker and pretty much great everywhere else in his game, just his short game's not there. And I mean, got to a playoff, second place at the PGA Championships, nothing to oh, no. had a yeah. about. But the real story was Mito Pereira's kind of fall apart. Oh my, not kind of fall apart. That, that I can't think of a bigger choke in the last 10 years. Not maybe not yeah. 10 years, but five years at least. Wow. 68, 64, 69, and then a 75. Well, and it's not even yeah. that the 75 was that bad. It's just so he came into the 18th hole. Two strokes ahead of Justin Thomas and Zalatoris. Oh, no. Zalatoris made a good putt on 18 to no, no, tie JT. And then all Mito had to do, par won him the PGA Championship. Bogey got him Bogey, in the playoff. Yeah, because yeah, he was only one stroke ahead. Yeah. And right, so I turned, I was making food, I remember. I was making food, and I look up at his drive, and I see his swing, and I was like, oh, no. Like, a, like I, I'm not a that golf expert ugly. or anything, but it looked gross. And I see his swing on 18, and sure enough, right in the water, and then another bad shot, and then a bad chip, and the wheels fell off. He ended up uh, doubling it, got a six, and he came in third. But Mito Pereira, it, it, the guy, I'm not actually sure where he's from. I forget by now. Chili. Chili. He, any other golfer is going to take some time, go back into the clubhouse, probably cry, because that's one of the biggest blow-ups in a while. This guy actively went towards the press and said, hey, I'll talk to you guys. Gave great interviews, was open about everything, and so I really thought that was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. You don't expect it out of anyone after that. But he sat there. He doesn't speak very good English either, and we had very good conversations with each and every reporter that wanted to talk to him. So I would have cried. I, would he, have... I think he did cry, but... I would have gone straight to my car and taken no, the I don't first think that's an flight to Hawaii. Hawaii, interesting. Yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah, but Aiden, like you said, his follow-through on that drive was it gross. It came up to like his hip. Yeah, it, it looked disgusting. Through. And the guy's unlucky, too. I mean, it was like a puddle that he hit mm-hmm. into. Like maybe not even a creek, a puddle that he hit into, and it was too deep for him to yeah, get but it, out. So yeah. he has to take the drop. It wasn't standing water. Like, occasionally, very rarely, you'll see guys lose the socks and shoes and get in there and get gritty for it, which, if you're on the 18th hole of the PGA Championship, he probably would have, but there was just no chance. Yeah, no chance. And then it was a good three playoff holes. And yeah. What one Justin Thomas hit was on a par four. Zalatoris laid up. It was a reachable drive. And I think he actually three-wood three wood and got on. Was it a three-wood? I don't know, because I don't think well, he drove the green. I, I think he had a three-wood, but I could well, be wrong. Either well, way. Well, off of yeah. his drive or yes. whatever he was hitting. His tee shot. T, yeah. His tee shot went green, <clears throat> cut around some trees, and that's what that's why it's a reachable one, because you have to cut around trees to get there. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful shot, two-putted for birdie, and that was the difference, really. Yeah. Guys, I have a question. Okay. I... 
don't pay a ton of attention to golf. I'll watch some of the majors. Um, but Rory McIlroy yeah. feels like every single major that I, I either check the check the scores on or whatever, he's like anywhere between like fifth and tenth. Is, is yeah. that just me checking the wrong majors and like making something up in my head, or is that kind of where he is? No, well, he's he, always right there. Yeah, I, I'd say one in every three majors, he's top ten, which is impressive. The, he's thirty three. Yeah. Go no, ahead, sorry, Grant. Keep going, Adrian. No, you're no, good. You're That's good. all I had. Okay. Yeah, no, but the problem with him is is he'll have two fantastic rounds of, like, shooting, like, a below 65-65, and then he'll have a fall-apart round or two, and that's just the reason. He hasn't been – he's still one of the greatest golfers on the tour right now, but he just can't put it all together through mm-hmm. four rounds of golf. Yeah. Yeah, looking at his scores this weekend, it's 65 – and then he kind of just hits a rut in the round two and three, 71, 74, and then back back down to 68 by the fourth round. So Yeah, and he's a very emotional guy. He, he on the other hand, denied every interview, was by the looks of his face not happy at all, and not rightfully so. But, yeah, you're going to get mad when that happens. It's just it's tough. Golf is uh, – I don't like you say. I ninety percent. I think they say ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. I think it might be like ninety nine percent mental. Today I, I hit a drive. Every time I hit my driver, it goes right. There was a hole that curved right today. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I hit the best drive of my life dead straight. So I don't know. It, it's a mental thing, but yeah, Rory yeah, hangs I, around. Rory's great, and he's just so smart and talented. It just. What? It's a shame that he hasn't won a major for almost nine. Mm-hmm. I think it's been nine years since he last won a major. What does? So yeah, it's been a. It's been a while. It might be a little more recent than uh, that, but the poor guy just can't put it together at the majors. I didn't know. So I googled Rory just to see his scores, and under all his name, it says Rory McIlroy MBE, and I didn't know if that meant he's a doctor or what. <laughs> he's a knight, I think. Oh. Sir, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think he's that high. I googled MBE and it says Order of the British Empire, and there's a picture of Ed Sheeran holding a little thing, so he's in the order as well. Lewis Hamilton, uh, F1 racer, is is a Sir Lewis Hamilton in, yeah, in he's the not, country of he, England. He's not Sir Rory, but I don't I don't know what MBE is. So he's probably lower on the totem pole, so he doesn't make any decisions. But I don't think Lewis Hamilton does either, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I kind of doubt any of them do. No. Yeah. <laughs> Is the queen you know, still John's alive? Is she doing okay? Yeah, I think she's still okay. alive. I she, feel like we would have heard of it. Her and Betty White, I thought, died like 10 years ago. But Betty, Betty, alive, yeah. I know, Betty this passed year. like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, I thought she'd been dead for 10 years. I had no <laughs> idea. But the Queen of England is also up there. All right. Should we take our first break of season three and come back with some NBA stuff or maybe finish up some golf stuff? Sound Let's good? Yeah. All she, right. The Queen of England looks very good for 96. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. No, she looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. kept together well. So we'll go to break. All, All right. right. <laughs> we will be right back here on the Packed House. When we come back, some NBA talks. Celtics Heat Game 5 tonight. We'll get you all set for that. Stick with us on KCOU 88.1 FM. Welcome back to the Packed House. 
Season 3, KCOU 88.1 FM. Mickey Doolittle is my name. I got Aiden O'Connor in studio with me, and joining us remotely from St. Louis is Grant Salzman. Guys, it's a little bit of a hot one. The weather's been weird recently. Like, the, the allergies were way up recently, and then... You know, I it's just been all over the place. I I, I I don't understand it. And then it rained last night, and now my allergies are gone. And well, I'd rather have it be what it is right now instead of crazy all, hot. Yeah. All I'm saying is here it is absolutely pouring. Oh, really? Yeah, you're getting it about two hours behind us. Because it, it pour, I literally I got in my car after golfing, and the second I closed the door, torrential downpour. I had to drive on the highway on the way home. I... I, I don't know. I was saying my prayers. Like I could not say I could not see a thing. Everyone was going thirty miles per hour, turning on their blinkers. It was tough. But it yeah, it was pouring rain for about forty minutes. And then it stopped and it's beautiful. So Yeah. It's weird how it works here in Missouri. I, I still have yet to understand it after living here for six months. I'm sure Grant doesn't understand it yet after living here in his entire life. So Yeah, not really. Not yet. Not quite. We're getting there. Either way. Uh, we actually had a rain delay, an indoor rain delay last night in Dallas. What? Yeah, the the roof started falling apart, and, and some water got yeah. Mark Cuban was not happy. He he. Oh man, he looked like he was fuming on the sidelines. I. Why? Who was he mad at? Like it's probably his the entire construction crew that built the stadium. I did actually. I don't know why I sound surprised. I heard this and their response, like they sent someone up there with like a towel and they just wiped it up and just yeah. kept moving. No, <laughs> like, that's exactly what happened. Well, it's kind of funny. And, like, in basketball, like, you know, in order to, like, get your shoes more grip, sometimes you pour a little water on the floor, and then you just, like, you know, just to clean off the bottom of your shoes, it's better than, mm-hmm. you know, wiping them with your hands or something. But, hey, maybe maybe that helps, you know, everyone get a little more grip. The Warriors almost made a mad comeback. But they're still up 3-1 in that one. I, I think Golden State's going to come back home and, and take that one. But... Yeah. Do we want to start there? Let's yeah, start there. Let's start yeah. there. Let's start and end there because it's over. I, I, you cannot win a game when you only have one player. Luka Doncic, the man's shoulders have to be going well, through. Well, you can win like, a game. And they did, but not much else. Yeah. Like, I, I think they're done. It's just there's nothing around him, and it hurts to watch. Like, it's he, ha, he literally has to do it all because you got Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba who can't seem to make a three if their life depended on it. Bertans, who comes in and just gets absolutely destroyed by Andrew Wiggins, like baptized. And besides that, Dinwiddie's good for a couple threes. Jalen Brunson has been good, and I don't want to knock him. Reggie Bullock is out there doing cardio. The man went like 0 for 30 two <laughs> games ago. That's the first game of the playoffs I actually sat down and watched. And he was like 0 for 10 from three, 0 for 26 from the field. It was some crazy numbers. I was like, why is this guy even still out there? Oh my god! Yeah, it, it it's I don't know. It, it's so hard to match a team in depth with uh, against going up against Golden State. Like they they are so deep. Like they, everybody's an all star on this team. Like Kevon yeah. Looney right now is playing like an all star. Andrew Wiggins. Started in the All Star game. Now we can debate, you know, however. Kevon Looney eats rebounds for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, yeah. That man, he has a magnet in his hands for the ball. He must be averaging 20 rebounds a game right now. Like, that guy is absolutely. He looks like Dennis Rodman. He does. Like, it's it's crazy. Sorry, Grant. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that 
um, Andrew Wiggins is the worst All Star starter ever. I can see that. Yeah, well, there has the to be another vote. one. It's the fan vote, but but yeah. he 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 was a borderline All Star. Like it, borderline. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That's my goal by the end of the show today. I'm gonna find the worst NBA All Star starter of all time. Go <laughs> mission. I, um, the mission <laughs> has been given. But I just want to say that Mickey Doolittle doubted me when I said that his Golden State Warriors were gonna run the table in the West and. All I'm saying is my prediction looks pretty good right now. Yes, it does. I, I, said I think they're going to win Steph it all. Curry, and so far, you shouldn't doubt them. You shouldn't I, doubt the Splash Brothers. You shouldn't doubt Dub City, really. Don't get me wrong. I am the happiest man in the world to be wrong, and I am so happy to admit that I was wrong. Um, th- this team, they're back. They're, they're so, so back. They're one win away from... Another finals. What is it like? Six, six appearances in is the last really eight many? years. Yeah, wow. it's something like that. And you know, just up and down this team. We talked about the depth already. You know, even guys coming off the bench would start on a lot of other teams. Like like Jordan. Literally, Jordan Poole is coming off the bench on this team, and he's, you know, he's consistently one of the better players out on the floor. Now that that's just to get the length and the athleticism defensively and the rebounding with Looney and Wiggins. But offensively, Jordan Poole's one of the better players, I I would say, in the league right now. And, and he's coming off the bench right now in Golden State. Otto Porter is a really good piece. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, a really good piece, he, although he hasn't been contributing very much recently. Moses Moody's been playing a little more, and, and you know, he hasn't been playing that well, but he's a good perimeter defender, and he, he'll give you some solid minutes. But... Yeah. yeah, this is this is such yeah, a I deep team. The Warriors have a great bench, and I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't feel like any of the four teams left in the playoffs, while the Warriors, I think, are the best team left, are really, like, that mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I just feel like it. there's a lot of parity in the NBA. Like, these are all above-average teams, but, like, when you look back on it in 10 years, well, these won't be, like, the great – some of the greatest teams no. of the decade, you know? My, like, yeah. And I think that's been really exciting. Yeah. My thing is, and I would like one of you two to explain it to me, if there's even a reason, because I don't pay attention to the NBA as much as I do other sports. Why is every game horrible? Why is it a blowout? Why do I know who's going to win the game in the middle of the third quarter? Is there a reason? Because because it's not just one series. Like, it's both of them. I feel like and it, I hate it. <laughs> I feel like it might be harder to make adjustments in the NBA uh, like, but you're playing if, these teams every other day. You know, like I'm not gonna say you know what they're gonna do. It's the NBA. I like it's, mid-game adjustments. Like yeah. if whoever comes out with with the right strategy in the NBA is gonna go up twenty, you know, twenty five points. I I don't know, Grant. What what's your explanation? That's an interesting. I need, I need an explanation here. That's an interesting question. In my question. opinion, I feel like a lot of the NBA, especially in earlier games in the series, can be relied on shooting and maybe not as much defense and and also everything is a foul and i hate it we've gotten a lot of hot and cold a lot of teams shooting very well or shooting very poorly and i know like the grizzlies and warriors series was really close some of the games but the games that weren't either the grizzlies couldn't make a shot or the warriors couldn't make a shot so i think that especially like if you're comparing to college basketball you have a lot more teams they get hot a lot easier because they're professional basketball players. You know, they yeah. do it for a living. They're it's better. not even they're just better. It, I feel like I don't know. Yeah, well, it's like some, some teams, teams getting really hot, hot 
it's some teams getting hot, but it's also like it, teams will go on runs where they don't score for uh, like it seems getting cold too. And I just I don't yeah. get it. All yeah, I want I is a that. good NBA game. I, and I I don't know when I'm gonna get it. I really don't. Maybe tonight. I think the finals will be good. I, I hope so. I feel like the finals will be good. Who, who's co- all right? Have we covered everything for Warriors, Mavs? I think. I, I think we yeah, got all. I think we, we have to. Yeah. If yeah. if we, I we I shouldn't say we, but if the Warriors lose game, you know, game five at home, that's when it's you know, all right. Let's, I still let's, wouldn't even worry. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be too worried, but mm-hmm. it, it'd be time to really pick it up. Yeah. I think, but so let's tonight, go to Boston. Yeah, tonight at uh, maybe six seven, Boston in Miami. Celtics play great defense. Uh, the Heat play great defense. And now Jimmy Butler, who is yeah. banged up, should be all good to go. Jason Tatum, all good to go. Um, I think Tyler Hero might be questionable, and there's some other ones on the Celtics side. But what are I, I can kind of get a read on it, but honestly, not really. The series has been so back and forth, and that's why when I sit down to watch one of these games, like I can't tell what team is doing better because they're all blowouts. Let me give you from... I can't remember. Like two nights ago, I believe the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat one hundred two to eighty two. Let me give you the starting five for the Miami Heat's okay. final point totals: PJ Tucker zero points. That guy's not good. Jimmy Butler six points. He was limited. Bam Adebayo nine points. No, okay. Jimmy Butler really? played twenty seven minutes. Okay, well, Bam Adebayo not good. <laughs> played twenty eight minutes, scored nine points. Kyle Lowry three points. Ooh. And another zero, and the bench is just... How did Max Struess play? That's my guy. <laughs> uh, 0 for 7 from the oh, field. Oh, Max, come on. Oh, You're killing man. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He, he only played 15 minutes, so He's he, going off he tonight, started, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was one of the worst offensive showings of all time in a playoff game. How does by that happen? That's what I don't get. They scored what was the 80, final score of that game again? 102-82. Miami but, shot 33% from yeah, the field. How does that happen? I don't get that. Yeah. No, it, even when they're wide open, they can't make it. It was really bad. Uh Victor Oladipo did drop 23 points though. He's still kicking good. I th- was he I hurt for Victor like 3 Oladipo. years? Nearly the Did enti- he disappear okay. for a little bit? Hold on. Here's he here's an even okay. more interesting stat. The entire starting lineup of Miami their plus minuses go minus 30, minus 30, minus 16, minus 27, minus 33. Everybody coming off the bench in a 20-point loss, everybody coming off the bench for the Miami Heat was positive on their plus minus except for Deadman. Interesting. And he was minus one. Hmm. So that just goes to show how absolutely atrocious the starting lineup was yeah, God. In, in this game. If they would have rolled out, you know, this is flawed logic, but if they would have rolled out their bench as their who's starters. Their ba- who's their bench? It would have been roughly even. Who's on their bench? Caleb Martin. He's, Don't know him. He's coming out of Nevada. Victor okay. Oladipo. Oh, he's a twin, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Robinson. Uh, Vincent. He played? I thought the whole deal was he just hasn't played for some reason. Duncan Robinson. Uh, No, he's been playing. I I, hold on, I don't think so. I I read something like he. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But they like. Yeah. I wish, I wish it was easier to get splits Here on ESPN. May second. All right, the Sixers series. He played a combined four minutes in all of the games. 
He played no minutes in the first game versus the Celtics. He played four minutes in the second game versus the Celtics. He played two minutes in the, in the third game versus the Celtics. Wow. And then 14 when they were down by 20. And he played well. And everyone was wondering, like, why is this guy not playing? Duncan Robinson? Yeah, the guy from Michigan, the big guy yeah. that can shoot. Yeah. No, he played 23 minutes in game four. Plus nine on his plus minus. Right, he played Google, well. What are you yeah. doing to me? No, I know. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's Miami. Uh, this has been a back-and-forth series. Miami took game three. Jason Tatum had a really nice bounce back game. In game three, he only had 10 points. In game four, in that big win where they absolutely dominated defensively, he comes back with a 30 piece. He goes 31, 8, and 5. He I was like Jason really Tatum. good. He kind of does it all. Yeah, and, and you kind of notice when Boston, with Boston finally emerging as a legit final, I mean, they've been a finals contender. In the well, past, there's only four like, teams left, so I'd consider him a finals contender. I, well, yeah, but it's like they feel like a favorite yeah. this year. And, and there's a direct correlation between that and, and Tatum finally, I think, clicking, like fully clicking. And, and into that MVP, MVP caliber player, he, Ooh, he was he was just named word. to the first team all NBA. I, 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 I It's a big word, but I, th- I think it's fair, right, yeah. Grant? No, I agree. I think Tatum has been on the come up ever since he came into the league. And I but think I, I the feel Celtics like he, have been relying on him way too much lately or earlier in his career. But now he's finally, like you said, ready to shoulder that load and be the guy and be that MVP I feel like caliber he, player. I feel like he plateaued there for a couple of years. I though. like the one-two punch of him and Brown. I do. I think I think people think that, but they didn't. They don't realize how young he still was. No, like exactly. Think he plateaued. He was still old enough to be in college. Yeah, like he's only like twenty four. And you eight, can't expect everybody 24? to be Luka Doncic. Yeah, exactly. You know, Luka Doncic in his first three NBA seasons has two All NBA selections, or first team All NBA selections, I believe. I just saw that earlier today. But yeah, Jason Tatum is. Legit, and he has arrived, and I am very nervous to play him in the finals. Should that happen, I, I, I honestly, if you guys were the Golden State Warriors, who would you rather play, Miami or Boston? I don't know. I think it's close. Like I, I think the Celtics play better defense, but overall, like Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a different animal. But then again, yeah, yeah I'd say I'd rather play the Heat. Yeah, yeah, Grant. I would rather play the Heat. Yeah. And, and and that defense does scare me. Like, you know, you don't want to play either of these teams. But personally, I, I think Golden State can can find their way around Miami just a little bit easier because they know how to beat really good defenses. And, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got some time for some NHL talk, guys. So if, if we're done with the NBA, any, any last thoughts on this? No. All right. Good. I just, I think, and this is also a biased opinion, but it's starting to become more popular. I think, and I'm going to do some hand signals here, so nobody's going to be able to tell, but the NHL playoffs are up here. I've got my hand over my head. <laughs> and the NBA playoffs are like at my waist. And it's just, I've always thought that just being more of a hockey fan, but this year it's crazy true. As and I don't think of, anyone can tell you otherwise. As more of a basketball fan, I would agree with yeah. you. Yeah. I would agree with you. Like any, like half these games are going overtime. They're crazy games. Um, yeah, it's just a really good series. Like nobody could have predicted the Lightning sweeping the Panthers. I didn't see that one coming at all. Uh, once again, I've made my Rangers prediction before. 
they were down 2-0. They went home. It's now tied 2-2. They're going back to, excuse me, going back to Carolina. I think this is a tough series to read. I think the Rangers do get it done if they can push it to seven and come back home. No, wait, no. That would be six. But I think the Rangers win that one. Grant, any uh, any thoughts? So on the on the Rangers, yes, uh, Rangers Carolina, Canes. What is that one? That's it's two two. So it was two zero, two zero. It came back to New York, and the Rangers tied it up on two I... games. They won four one, and then a couple days ago, they won. Just because of the Hurricanes, like they're not capable. It seems like of winning a road game. Mm-hmm. I am going to go that the Rangers can win Game Six at home and steal either five or seven and move on. I think so, too. I think I just, if they push it to seven, the Rangers win. Otherwise, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I think it's close, but I, I am going to take the Rangers. I think they're a much better team top to bottom. Shesterkin is an absolute monster in the goal. Ranta has been okay, but he, he definitely has some hiccups. Uh, Frederick Anderson has been skating again, I think. So it was a concussion that's been holding him out, but he was back on the ice a couple days ago. I don't know what the timeline is with Freddie Anderson, but... Ranta's done a good job in his place, but he's been a little shaky these past two games in New York. Yeah, no, I th- I agree with you, and I think... Frederick Anderson back in net for Hurricanes full-team practice as of a day there you ago. Go. All right. So, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I think Rangers in that one. You got any any other notes? No. Um, no, no. Grant, let's do it. Take the lead. You know where we're going. I like the sigh. And Uh what I thought was every was brewing to be everything of an upset that really all changed in game three with uh, Nazem Kadri injuring Jordan Bennington. And yeah, hold on. I want to stop you for one second. What do you let's stop? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that play? Because I have pretty strong thoughts on it, but I want to know yours. Well. I think when you get a player with a history like Kadri, it's it's really hard to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yes, I see where you're coming from. And but while, while I'm one second, let me. I have, okay. I want to make a point. All right, go ahead. While I while I hate it, and yeah, I think Kadri's a dirty player and whatever, and I think Blues fans should be upset. And Bennington should be upset, and I think it's turned the tide of the series. In no way does Nazem Kadri deserve oh, yeah. the racist and uh, death threats to him and his family. I wasn't even going to go there. I wasn't I was, going that deep. No, I was just saying. Yeah, no, you're you're completely right, and it's good of you to like just being from St. Louis, you know, mm-hmm. being a Blues yes, fan. It's a bad. Look. It's ridiculous that Blues fans are doing this. Like, it's just a sport. Like. It's not. It's not the end of the world, you know. Like, there's no yeah. reason to be in threatening to kill someone's wife. Yes. You know. You don't. So do I think that. that's ridiculous. But just back to the hockey. I just. It's not even as been a, as big of a goalie situation for the Blues. It's just been that they can't defend. Yeah. You know, game three and four, they take the lead against uh, the Avalanche, and in game four, they you know score two goals on power plays. But when you can't even get a shot off five on five, you're going to have no chance to win. Yeah. So what I think about just going back a little bit, that Kadri Bennington play, in my opinion, that was a clean play. Nazem Kadri is a player who does not have all the skill in the world shooting wise offensively. His job is to crash the net. 
That is a clean play, 100%. And, yeah, I'd be pretty ticked off, too, if that was my goalie and that happened, but that's a clean play, in my opinion. Watching it, I, I, I think I watched it five times because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's dirty. But I think it's a clean play. But, yeah, it sucks Bennington got hurt, but obviously Kadri deserves nothing of – Nothing of what he got. And honestly, just from a hockey fan perspective, you know I might be saying this because I'm a Hawks fan, but good for him coming back and scoring a hat trick. Like, that's awesome. Oh, no. Yeah. Just you know that's good for him. Neutral. Yes. Yes. I mean, he silenced the haters. That's like that's like a Trey Young at the Garden last year. Dude. That's a – and it stinks that we were going into, like, racial bias again, but Sunday Night Baseball. Tim Anderson after the whole Josh Donaldson thing, hitting yeah. a three-run home run to win the game. That was awesome. It was. And I still – and I, I we'll get to there. We'll get to that when we talk about the MLB. But there's more there. But yeah. So Grant, are you are you calling it? Is that are you think um, the Blues are done or what do you think? They're not going to win the series. But I they might steal one tonight. If they steal one tonight. Yeah, I think it's over tonight. Back if, in if Colorado. Steal, if, okay. If they if they steal one tonight, I think it's very game six will be very interesting. Yeah. In St. Louis, but. I, I just rip the bandaid off, man. If yeah, I think it's over. <laughs> it's over. I think it's over. <laughs> there it if is. they had Jordan Bennington, maybe. Huso's not bad. I th- I think you I think you hit it on the head. I think the defense has not been what they're supposed to be. No. And some yeah, of the blame no. is falling towards the goaltenders. Yeah, no, and I think that while Huso's not bad, mm-hmm. Jordan Bennington was playing like Jordan Bennington did in twenty nineteen when they won the cup. Yes, he he's a and, different animal in the playoffs. Yes, and I think that just you know, a couple saves that were extraordinary that like he made in game one, literally mm-hmm. diving across his crease, making yeah. an incredible save. Huso just doesn't have that in his locker. You know, he doesn't have no. that in the bag. No. And yeah, I think I think it's over. I think the Avalanche, they were my Stanley Cup winners. And the the crazy thing is the Blues have kept like the Avalanche's best players like McKinnon. They have kept them quiet. It's just yeah. that the Avalanche are so deep. The Avalanche that, plays such a I don't know, style of hockey that it looks like one little slip up is just yeah. going to screw you. Like the Blues literally, their perfect the passes, everything. Mm-hmm. They have to play their best three games of the season to have any chance, and they can play their best game of the season tonight and maybe still yeah. lose. So we'll we'll get through the next two series real quick before we take a break. Um, Tampa Bay sweeping the Panthers. Tampa Bay starting the- to look like Tampa Bay of past years. Yeah, again. I mean, they're the Lightning. I don't know why they're so good, but they're very good. Yes. They're very well coached. And so they won the last game 2-0 when they were trying to sweep them. It should have been 4-0. They had two goals called back. It was yeah, a I game that, that, that yeah. Crazy. They were up to, they were up 1-0, got called back. They were up 1-0 again, got called back, and then they ended up winning it. It was basically a 1-0 game the whole way through. They got an empty netter at the end. But in my opinion, this is I, I'm I'm completely with you guys. When we talked about it a couple weeks ago, we all said the Avalanche, and I'm still on the Avalanche, but the way the Lightning are starting to play against a good Florida Panthers team, it's going to be a very good Stanley Cup final if it ends up being Tampa Bay, Colorado. That's going to be very exciting. And, I mean, I would love for the big rig, Pat Maroon, to win four in a row. Yeah, that the guy just wins. Awesome. So, any other notes on that? I think it's just kind of dominance before we get just to the last series. Lightning are a lot better. Yeah. The Panthers weren't as good as everyone was saying they Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky wasn't what he was in the past few years in the second half of the regular season and the first series of the playoff, kind of. But he settled in just like Bennington in the playoffs, and he's starting to become that beast again. Yeah. And speaking of, like, if you take Vasilevsky and Shesterkin and flip them, you got my guy Mike Smith, who 
just it's terrible. It just let in a full ice goal and immediately looked for someone to blame. That was crazy. <laughs> he puts his hand up. And he he was ready to point to someone. Like, what are you doing? That was bad. That guy is just welcome to the Mike Smith experience. What was the first game of the Battle of Alberta? Like nine to yeah. six. And it's and he got pulled within like yeah. he got pulled quickly. And pulling him isn't much better. Koskinen is not great. Neither of them are good. I said it when we previewed the playoffs in general. Neither of these goalies is good, and that's what's going to kill the Oilers. Yeah. So, what it, what's the series now? Oilers lead three to one, right? I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up. No, it's two. two. Three to one. Three to one, Edmonton, because they because yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Smith ended up. Uh, they were up three nothing. Calgary came back, oh, tied it three three, yeah. and then yeah, Edmonton. Uh, Evander Kane, by the way, a name that nobody likes to hear. I'm starting no. to like the guy. He doesn't have I any money, like so if he needs money, he can text me. But, um, yeah, he leads the playoffs in goals. He's up there in points. Well, McDavid's going to be number one in points, whether they get knocked out. Eh, no, but Evander Kane has been great, and the Oilers are getting production from their bottom half of their forwards. Their defense hasn't been great. Duncan Keith is on the ice way too much, and that's coming from a guy who loves Duncan Keith. And the goaltending has not been good. So I think just because it's 3-1, I think maybe Calgary takes one here back in game five at home. I think that's tomorrow night. But, yeah, tomorrow night, 8.30. So we'll see what happens. But I think the Oilers can win this series and will win this series just because of how hot they've been on offense. Yeah, and this has been been a great series to watch. So, all in all, before we wrap our hockey, I've got the Rangers, Avalanche, and Oilers moving on. Are you in agreeing? Agreeing? Yes, agreements? That's not a word. Agreement? There it is. Slash flames comeback. I am in agreement with you. Agreement is not a word. I got you on that one. It's agreement. I, I agree with you. Okay. Guys, I have big news. Uh oh. What's that? This is. Oh, no, it's not sports news. Right? Well, actually, Giancarlo Stanton just hit the IL. We'll break that down in just a little bit. But we're almost to the point in the hockey season where I start tuning in. And well, oh, you're like four weeks too late, man. There have been some great games. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> too many teams to keep track of. There's four teams. <laughs> no, wait. There's now six. there's four teams. Yes. There's about to be four teams. But still. If there's any game sevens in this round, I will watch it. You're not going to. Uh, you know what? I- I'm going to tell you right now to tune in to the Rangers-Hurricanes game tomorrow night. Do you have work? Rangers? Yes, I do okay. have work. Otherwise, I would be watching the that, work. That Actually, game... Yeah. Has that series has been very fun to watch from a neutral perspective, from someone yes. who, I like I said, I want the Hurricanes to win the cup. I don't think it's going to happen. But now watching, I think the Rangers win this series. It's been a great back and forth. What's it at right now? Two two. Two two. Hurricanes won the first two at home. Rangers won the next two at home. Interesting. All so right. heads back to Carolina. So that's all we got for hockey. Grant, why don't we take a quick break? We'll be right back here on KCOU eighty eight point one FM with the Packed House. to sunny Columbia, Missouri here. We are in the basement of the Student Center, as always, but Grant Salzman is not. He's joining us remotely from St. Louis, Missouri. So, I said earlier in the show, I will find the worst all-star starter of all time, and I have him. In 1994, 
Bulls fans, because Michael Jordan was injured, and Scottie Pippen was already a shoe in. Grant, who is it? Oh, wait, it's a guard? Who'd you think it was? Uh-oh. I thought it was the big... Uh, Luke Longley? Uh, no, it was B.J. Armstrong in 1994. So Michael Jordan was hurt. Scottie Pippen was already a shoe in B.J. Armstrong was a all-star starter, averaging 12 points per game, two rebounds, three and a half assists, oh. one steal, and, I mean, .1 blocks, but he's a guard. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, here's oh, how wow. the vo- here's how the voting was spread out. Charles Barkley was number one, and by the way, totally off topic. There's a Twitter thread going around of Charles Barkley, and I was the funniest person ever. I highly recommend taking at least ten minutes out of your day and watching all of these clips because the guy just cracks me up. It was Chuck number one, Shaq number two, B.J. Armstrong three, and then Pippen four and Kenny Anderson five. Wow! So three of the TNT basketball crew, right there. That's kind of cool. Of the funniest person in NBA media? Oh, or? No, no, no. That was that was the top five all-star starter selections by votes in 1994. Oh, oh gotcha. And yeah, I just yeah, realized yeah. that three of them are on the same show, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the next, uh, there's a list here. Allen Iverson's on it in 2009 and 2010, but I didn't want to go that he route. Was pretty washed by then. 18 points and 14. Um, Yao Ming, number two. I'm not going to read the stats. I will never slander Yao Ming in my life, so <laughs> we're not even going there. He deserved to make it. Yao Ming's amazing. Yes. Yao is great. Um, Mount Yao. So we, we've we had a, a crazy week with all of our teams. It got a little bit crazier for Mickey last night, oh. and it looks like the Giants won another one today. But so MLB, we're, we're in the full swing of things here. What are we're 40 games in, just over 40 games? And... There's been some ups. There's been some downs. I want to start you guys off with two stats real quick. Grant, I'm sorry you're excluded from this one, but honestly, you might want to be excluded from this. So, as of right now, the San Francisco Giants rank 25th in the majors in ERA, and the Chicago White Sox rank 25th in the majors in OPS. A lineup that everyone thought was going to be great and a starting rotation that started off hot and has fallen off. So, what, Mickey, what are the Giants at right now, record-wise? Uh, the San Francisco Giants currently sit at 23-19, and 19, six games okay. out of first place. Okay, so uh, the Sox are, I think, one over, if not 500, and probably Well, that actually three just games. became 24-19, I believe, a couple of minutes ago. Okay. So, um, One more thing before I hand it over. I, was, I, I walked in the studio very mad. Not mad, because I shouldn't really be mad at this, but it's just a baseball move that I don't like. Today I was watching. It was the YouTube free game of the day. I guess they do that every day. But yeah. Twins. Well, it's a once a week. Okay. So Twins Tigers, when I got home from work, it was just on. It was the ninth inning. It was a tie game. Why wouldn't I turn it on? So I turn it on. Oh, who was it? Now, now of course, I get ready to spew Twins, this all out. Twins Tigers, you said. Yes, I'm trying to think of the players. Or the player. So it's the bottom of the ninth inning. Top of the ninth inning. Top of the ninth inning. It is bases loaded. One out. Tigers up to bat. Harold Castro on deck. Guy before him strikes out, so one out. Sorry, that was the first out. Base is loaded. Top of the ninth inning. Harold Castro is two is three for three in this game with a single and two home runs. So the only two runs that the Tigers scored in this game. A.J. Hinch pulled him and what? pinch hit Miguel Cabrera, who struck out. I, I, I don't know, even if the numbers behind it say that this guy doesn't do good against righties because Theobar was on the mound who's a righty. If you have two home runs in a game and you're three for three, you had a single two, 
Is there any reason that either of you two would ever pull someone? I, I don't yeah. care if it's it, – I, I don't care. I wouldn't pull Reese McGuire if he's 3-for-3 three three for Jose Abreu, who's red hot in the ninth inning. If he's 3-for-3 three three with two home runs, I don't see any situation where you pull him. There are situations where the splits, I feel like, overpower a small sample size on a night. However, I, I there uh, yeah. are a very limited amount. I, I, I hear you, and I, and I think there are a very limited amount of times that I would do that. Especially, and I, no disrespect to Miguel Cabrera, but, you know, he's not what he used to be. It's kind of like Albert Pujols. Grant, I forgot to mention this to you the other night. The game that you two yeah. were at, which I'm sure we'll get to, I watched on TV. He looked like he was swinging a toothpick up there. They, they pinch oh, hit him before uh, Goldie hit the bomb, but, like, wow, yeah. it was but bad. Albert Pujols would have got a walk off there. Oh, in- trust oh, me, I, I would have I loved it. I don't know how much you would have loved it. I would have loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that would have been so cool. I, yeah. You guys are both there. Why don't we start there? Grant, you can, we'll start with the Cardinals, but Mickey had some experiences with the Cardinals this weekend, too. So take it away, boys. Well, they just got pummeled. Oh, great. No. Nope. What was the pummeling? They lost like eight to one. I we lost 16 to three. So you have to get oh, on my yeah, level that, first. That happens, too. <laughs> but Cardinals down 3 1. Um, You know, and. They come back. It was a great comeback. Finally started hitting the ball. And one of the most bizarre things happened in the bottom of the ninth inning. Nolan Arnato hits a ball off the top of the wall. It looks gone for a second. It stays in play. And every time the Cardinals hit a home run, fireworks go off. Well, <laughs> oh, was it was there premature fireworks? <laughs> a singular firework goes off. That's great. And we don't score. <laughs> and Arnato's confused because, you know, he hits it. He's rounding first, I'm assuming, when the ball would have gotten out, and then here's a firework. Oh, that's hilarious. Home run jog, Just one firework? Yeah, and then, and then he realizes That's not, not a word you use singular too often. He looks so confused. It was hilarious, and... You know how... F- it, was, it was a great comeback, and Cardinals scored four runs in the bottom of the 10th with one hit, so... They didn't. They walked twice and had the ghost man on second to start extra. Ghost man on second. <laughs> yeah, it it, it's. I I do not like. The I don't like it either. Second. But I like the way Grant phrased it. That's like that throws back to like wiffle ball in the backyard where you only got three ghost kids. Ghost runner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on base. Like, oh well, ghost runner on third. I always used to think of the ghost runner as like Billy Hamilton. Like if I hit an inf- <laughs> if I hit an infield single, my man scoring. Like I don't care how fast the ghost is, he's scoring. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know how funny would it would have been if Arnado hears that firework go off and just goes straight into his trot, <laughs> and then they catch him in between second and third for an out. That would that would have oh, been man. kind of funny. I not for Grant as a Cardinals fan, but I no even I as a know. Cardinals fan, that's funny. That's something you look Come at and laugh. Yeah, we would have won the game anyways. So exactly, it would have been funny in the long run. God, Goldschmidt, man, that was that was that was, that, that got me going sitting on my couch by myself, like. Let alone Grant being there. And, okay, so I have been an extremely oblivious, pretentious guy for a very long time in the sense of stadium atmosphere. The Giants have sold out their ballpark. They, they, they sold out their ballpark, you know, every year from, like, two, somewhere around 2007 to, like, 2017. Every single game, every single year, all 81 games— and going to other ballparks, I was like, yeah, there's just no, there's just no matching, there's no matching San Francisco and whatnot. And since 2017, San Francisco's kind of fallen off. They've, 
there's a multitude of reasons for it. I, I might just make a YouTube video on it or something because it is a very interesting problem that they're having. But they've kind of come back down to earth on attendance. And, you know, I'm like, oh, man, this, this atmosphere kind of sucks now, you know, going to Giants games. Going to Cardinals games and then going to a Cardinals game, I'm like, ah, oh, this atmosphere isn't as good as I thought it would be. You know, my expectations were ruined by the San Francisco Giants. In reality, going to a bunch of other ballparks, Coors, you know, in Denver, uh, the two L.A. ballparks, uh, San Diego, all those other ballparks, there is nothing that even compares to Bush Stadium and Oracle Park because You'll get there. every single night they are at least 60% full and they are all people there to watch baseball. They're not there to go yeah. to the clubs and, you know, and sit at the bars and maybe watch the game a little bit, but mostly socialize and everything. Those are people there that are heckling from left field, that are engaged in the game and that are just ready to cheer their heads off. And, and that is ultimately what makes the, them the best two atmospheres in baseball that I've been to so far. I haven't yeah, been to yeah, I haven't yeah. been to Wrigley or Fenway, but yeah, you're not getting There's Wrigley is disgusting. In like European soccer, you know, they call them like plastic fans. What you explain? Like, yeah, they go to the games, but yeah, they're good. Plastic. The fan. They're I like that there. term. I was about to say I like they're, that they have yeah. a name for it. They're not there to watch. What the are they there game, to do? Know? Get drunk? It's a tourist club. <laughs> yeah, they're there to party before party. I after. like that. They're not there to. They're there to socialize. You know and. I've noticed that, too, at other stadiums I've been to, Mickey. But, yeah, you're right. In St. Louis, you know, I mean, it's baseball. Like, everybody, even if you're not a sports fan, like, you're there. You're watching the Cardinals, you know, and that's what they do. And there's a reason why so far this year they're second in attendance. And basically, I mean, I'll go through. they top five for a very long time. We're leading sometimes. But normally it's the Dodgers that are always number one just because they have the largest ballpark by so much. I also think that might be – and this is a total guess. I have no clue. But a lot more people are going as tourists. Is that how that, I pronounced that weird? Tourists. Tour, tourists. Yeah, something. As long as it's not terrorists. <laughs> Sorry, those words are very close. But <laughs> um, yeah, half of them are good, half of them are bad. Wait, no. Terrorists are all bad. Tourists are good. <laughs> but no, so a lot of people go to L.A. and they catch a baseball game while they're there. I'm not sure how many people go to St. Louis for a Cardinals game, you know? Like, if I was in L.A., I'd probably make it a a point to get there. I think baseball, a lot of baseball fans, you know, want to go to Bush because it's kind of, it's a big stadium, I think. Oh, it's awesome. I went there for the first time this year. I was blown away. Yeah, it's a really nice one. So I think a lot of people do go for the Cardinals, like, but they don't go only because of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That ballpark village is awesome, too. Yeah. And I think the Dodgers are just number one because they their stadium is the biggest name I'll be by a lot. A lot, yeah. 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 And I that definitely helps. But also, yeah. a little ballpark hack at Bush Stadium that not a lot of people like to talk about the is... The free hot dog thing? No. Well, the ushers will let you down into lower deck. They don't really check tickets there, man. They, they you know, don't sp- really. No, oh, you gotta, well. Some will, but you got to walk <laughs> into the right one and you'll be good. The best yeah. is that the, the, the people that work the ushers at the Sox game. You, one, if if you can't just walk by them. <laughs> one lady asked me how many, uh, I think she asked how many quarters were left in the game was the question I got. Oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, no. That was funny. But uh, No, there. yeah, there's some, some characters. But, yeah, no, you can, I, I don't think there's any ballpark where they're 
unless it's jam packed, I don't think you're gonna have a problem getting anywhere. But that's a benefit if they just let you walk down. Yeah. No. And it. And okay. Not to stand on my you know soapbox again here, but if we're trying to grow this game, this beautiful, beautiful game of baseball, and get more young people involved, because it's ultimately a, an aging fan base, and a lot of older people go. You know, I, I I really do struggle to find a lot of younger people at these Cardinals games. Like it's a lot of you know older people in the in the bleachers and in the stands and everything. Really, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It, it's something that I've noticed. I don't know. I don't know if Wait I, till I you, if you get to Chicago. There's a whole different demographic when you go to Chicago. Really, in the bleachers. Yeah. Yeah. No, in San Francisco, it's, like in it's a lot. Of, too. Okay. It's, it's a little bit younger. Yeah. Really, I, I, I've noticed, I don't know, in St. Louis it just seems a little, whatever, that's completely besides my point. The fact of the matter is, baseball has an aging fan base right now. Yes, and, you are correct. Yes, yes, 100%. And if we want to get these younger kids involved, like, especially when they're, you know, 5, 10 years old, is get them close, get them up close with these players, because they're like... That's why I don't like the nuts. You know, when they're, when they're so, you know, close to these godlike figures and, and you know these amazing players the best athletes in the world and you know one autograph one little interaction one you know even just a nod and a wave that gets these kids engaged and they and they'll yeah. want to go back and they'll want to keep going and you know baseball i, I don't know it, it's just so much Fun and again, like Aiden said, I, I don't know. That's a good point. It's the Nets. You I know, don't like the Nets. The Nets are there for they're, safety. Yes, and they're I, clearly and I, there for a good reason. But there's and a big I understand. Bust. But there's but there's trade offs to that, and, and it's kind of takes a little bit of the interaction away. And I don't think baseball does a good enough job of promoting that kind of stuff. Like I remember, I agree with you. and this might have this might have been ruined by COVID, and we can use that as an excuse all we want. But I remember back in the day, and I say back in the day, like maybe when I was like 10, 12, the Sox used to have, well, they still have family Sundays, but before the games, people used to sit in, players used to sit in the upper deck and sign autographs for kids and take pictures and stuff. And that I would assume that stopped because of COVID and hasn't picked back up, but stuff like that is what teams need to be doing. You know, even it's even if it's, you know, uh, Joe Schmo, the utility guy up there, this is a player on, you know, I'm, t- I'm 12, I meet Leary Garcia, it's like I met Jesus Christ. Like, he wears yeah. this uniform on my TV every day. Yeah, and that's something that teams need to do a better job of. I just compared Leary Garcia to Jesus. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> so, all right. Grant, all in all, we talked about the experience, but in a, a minute or less, like Cardinals team right now, how are we feeling? You know, I'm feeling fine. They're treading water. They've had to call. Mickey and I just got the lights turned off on us in the studio. <laughs> oh, They're closing down. We're, on we're us. about to get locked uh, into uh, the student they, center. They've had to. <laughs> call a lot of their top prospects up. Nolan Gorman finally got the call up, which is exciting. He's doing well. Juan Yepes um, and Brendan Donovan are probably two candidates right now for rookie of the year. They're raking, but yeah, I think it's been exciting and they're treading water. A lot of injuries, but they'll be all right. Yeah. Grant, or not Grant, Mickey, Segway, Giants, how we feeling? Uh, let's let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. Oh, right, sure, we quick. got a good station here. You are listening to KCOU 88.1 FM's The Packed House. Be right back. This is DJ Megaseg, your favorite robot DJ, only on KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. 
All right, so San Francisco Giants. What are we seeing? It, it, it's been an up-and-down stretch. We we lost five in a row. They they lost five in a row. I don't know. I don't no, know no, what I'm, I'm supposed to be You saying. can say we. I, I feel like you're we not, can say we. There's a sign <laughs> in here that says don't say we when you're talking about Mizzou, but I don't see a don't say we San Francisco Giants sign in here. You're all good. So we lost five in a row. San Diego got swept by them. It was rough. And the injuries are really continuing to play a huge factor in this team. My big concern going forward is the rotation. I would not be shocked if the Giants dealt for a starting pitcher in the next month or two. You know, it's just not sustainable. Who's the problem? Because I don't know. I'm asking you. So, Logan Webb was supposed to be this top-of-the-rotation guy. Okay. He has not looked bad but he he was supposed to be this top 10 pitcher in the MLB. He's the stopper, you know. And he just hasn't quite been there yet. Um How's Rodon, Rodon been? I really haven't been keeping tabs. Rodon got off to one he he was one of the best pitchers yeah, in the league. Yeah. I knew that, but I haven't followed since. Yeah, he Which was probably one of the means best he hasn't been doing good if I don't no, know. <laughs> he was not. When I when I was there, when I was in St. Louis uh, a couple of weeks, you know, I, about a week and a half ago at this point, uh, he gave up eight runs oh, in about... Yeah, an, that was the game Pools pitched. Yeah, in oh, an good. inning and a third. Uh, yeah, that was that was awful. Um, so those two are issues. Uh, Alex Cobb hasn't looked great. It, it's just kind of like the usual starters haven't looked as good recently. Jacob Junis is starting for us, which probably isn't the best oh, wow. thing in the that, world. That guy was bad. He was with the Royals, right? I yes, know that he name. Was. He came up with the yeah, Royals. Yeah, I know yeah. that name. <laughs> he, uh, he's he been all right. He pitched pretty decently today. Um, but another huge issue with this team right now is the offense. It, it hasn't it didn't look amazing, and then you know we come out and score 13 runs last night and then nine more today. And Jock Peterson looks like a world killer. Um, yeah, yeah, he he's did he hit another one today? He hit another one today. Good, good for he Jock. He hit three last night. What is Jock short for? I think it's just what's Jock. his name. Jock. What? That's an awesome name. Come on now. No, it is, but <laughs> I feel like it would be short. It's Jock. It's Jock. Yeah, Jock Russell Peterson. So. Yeah, the offense just kind of hasn't been where it needs to be until the last two games where they have looked unstoppable. Um, yeah, and, and there's some there's some guys up right now that probably shouldn't be starting in the major leagues, but, you know, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Um, so, yeah, Aiden, your White Sox, they had a big series against the Yankees last yeah. week. So I have a list of players I hate. Josh Donaldson has been on it for years. He's been on it for years. But now, oh, boy. Yeah, he obviously, I don't even want to tell. Everyone knows what happened. And the fact that Tim Anderson came out and did what he did. The best reaction that you guys might not have seen because it's it wasn't more, it wasn't as mainstream as maybe the interview with Tim or Donaldson himself, but the Liam Hendricks interview. That's what you need to watch if you want to get any sort of idea of what happened. Because he came out and said... What did he say? It, it was basically responding to Donaldson's response. He was like, listen, I'm all for inside jokes. You have inside jokes with people you like. You don't joke around about something of that level with someone you hate. 
But Anderson it, Anderson came out and said that it wasn't even an inside joke. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's yeah. even the bet because it's not. That's why it's such. And I'm gonna say BS, but Liam Hendricks said some bigger words as he's known to do. I love Liam. It, it might have been, that the interview might have been 50% swears, 50% like <laughs> heartfelt. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, you, you don't have inside jokes with people you don't like, and they've both come out and said they don't like each other. Tim Anderson told Josh Allenson in 2019, "I don't like you. Like, don't talk to me," which is right. And there's something to be said that Josh Allenson's been on you know X amount of teams in the past year and. It, nobody seems to really like the guy, and it continues. But on a more – also, I love Joe Kelly. The guy – if there's not a bigger F you than Liam Hendricks, Joe Kelly's going to give it to you. You, you. you can make one little mistake on this guy. He'll make you, he'll make you pay. I don't care if – yeah, but he, he – I like Joe Kelly. So team-wise, um, I, I think they're fine. The offense, like Mickey said with the Giants, has not been anywhere close to what it should. Yasmani Grandal – is number one on my list right now. Not of players I hate, but and this isn't an actual list, but he has not been anywhere close to where he needs to be. Abreu is starting to heat up, which is good. Robert has COVID, apparently, so he's gone for a week, maybe. He disappeared, but he hit a bomb to win the game against the Royals, and the pitching has been good. Dylan Cease got absolutely destroyed last night, but it happens. Sox lost 16-3 last night, and I could care less. Cease went three innings pitched, gave up seven earned runs. He couldn't fool anyone with anything. They were hitting it to every gap, out of the park. It was nuts. It happens. You're going to have those starts. Move on. The the doubleheader against the Yankees where they won was awesome. A.J. Pollock is starting to heat up. Mickey knows it firsthand. Seeing him, there's there's a tweet that went around from the main Dodgers beat reporter. She's like, White Sox fans are going to hate A.J. Pollock for the first month and a half, and I never hated him because I knew it was coming, and that he's going to go on a tear and he's not going to stop. A.J. Pollock's probably batting 400 over the past week and a half. He's been good in the field, and he's he, like I said, he's starting to heat up. Abreu's starting to heat up. Um, Lance Lynn is heading to Charlotte, AAA, about three starts, and then he'll be up. Johnny Cueto, a gift I from the gods. Guy. I love Lance yeah. Lynn. Oh, yeah. Well, I love Lance Lynn. I've joined. There's not too many guys I in the Sox that I don't. Oh, well, obviously. But, he, <laughs> yeah, no, Johnny, Johnny's been great. He keeps pitching great and getting no decisions because the offense can't score. So I feel for him there. But other than that, yeah, a couple bad games against the Yankees, but that's going to happen. They won two out of the three in New York, which was big. The one they lost was 7-5. Well, not like it wasn't competitive. They just got beat. The Yankees' offense was better. They've got the Red Sox this week. Already lost 16-3 last night. And then the Cubs come to town. I don't know why I said come to town. They're in town. Play the Cubs this weekend. So, you know, deal with them. Where at? Where at? Oh, it, we're at home. We're at the right oh, side of town this God, time. You don't got to go to Wrigley. Oh, no, I don't. I refuse. Actually, this is pause for story time. My mom is a Cubs fan, and she has two of my sisters, like, cloned after her, like, just trying to, you know, get on mom's good side. They're going to say they're Cubs fans. One of them's a Sox fan with me and my dad, but... They went to Wrigley the week after Mother's Day because it was teacher appreciation night. My mom, she's a principal, but, you know, teacher. They got a mug. They were sitting in the first row, everything. My sister was sitting by the dugout because, you know, you can go anywhere. There's nobody there. They're, they lost to the Pirates, actually. It makes it funnier. But my one sister was super happy. She went down and actually, like we were talking about before, she got a ball and she got it signed by Rowan Wick. As we said, that's great for the game. Well, I decided to text her, great, you can maybe sell it for 50 cents or you'll have to pay someone to take it. So uh, that's just my little story. I just don't like the Cubs. So 
the thing, I'm not worried, but the true test, and I don't want to say test because we're not even halfway, close to halfway through the season. Sox play the Red Sox, then maybe the Cubs, and then Blue Jays, Rays, Dodgers, and then Rangers, Tigers, and then you go Astros, Blue Jays, Angels, Giants. That's a murderer's row right there. Yeah, it is. Those are all very good teams. The Orioles are fixed in there for three games somewhere in between. But then after that, you know, it's Tigers, Guardians, Rockies, A's. A lot of AL Central, you know. Yeah. But it's, oh, the Sox are in San Francisco. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought, because weren't you going to a game in Chicago? Uh, I was th- or t- thinking about it or like the idea for the Giants. Yeah. Not the Giants. Oh, okay. I was just going to yeah. see some, see the ballparks, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, why not go when the Giants play? Don't they play? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, so it's going to be tough moving forward. I don't forward. think they play in Chicago this year uh, unless it's Wrigley. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. You, you are right. It's 4th of July weekend, but they're in, they're in, what's it called? San Francisco. I didn't know that. I thought they were in Chicago, but yeah. So it's going to be a tough stretch. I think I have all the faith in the world and the boys. I can say we all I want. Um, And, yeah, we're going to be fine. Everyone's getting healthy. Eloy's coming back. Lance is coming back. And let's do this. I'm ready. To you guys, I'm going to pose a question here. I'm ready. Who has surprised you the most this year? Whether Player, team? Teams. Teams. I want to hear you guys' teams. Boston, they're starting to heat up. They're 6-2 and in their last 10. I think – I don't want to say everyone. I knew this was going to happen. Everyone was freaking out, like, "Oh, should they trade at the deadline?" No, give it time. This team's good. They're fine. They're they're good. They're not fine. They're good. They're starting. The Red Sox. The Red Sox. People freaking out about them early in the season. I was like, "What are you doing?" This is a very good team. The question was never the lineup. The question was always the pitching staff. Yeah, pitching was great this past month. The lineup wasn't. And now, uh, Trevor Story, he could hit a golf ball up there at ninety miles per hour. Yeah. Grant? A team that surprised me. But that's not my team. I'll get to it after Grant. The Mariners. How bad they've been. Mm-hmm. After how hyped up they were last year, almost making the playoffs, they just have not been good so far this year. It's really all it comes down to. They just have not been good at all, really. That I makes know. me I'm... sad. If I could pick a second baseball team, you know, I don't. Oh, mine's the Brewers. I don't pick it, but Seattle. I like the Brewers. Seattle's mine. Seattle too. I feel like everyone's might be Seattle. I, there's something about them. Like well, I could get on board with Seattle. I feel like I feel like Secret Base and John Boyce single-handedly made. I don't know either. The Mariners fans. Are. Well, I kind of the I second agree. one, but hey, you know, it's just the Mariners. Like, he's come the, on, nobody cheers for the Mariners. It's the documentary series on yeah. the history of the Seattle Mariners. I need that, to watch that. Isn't it? Really I haven't watched it. It is unbelievable. It is one of the greatest documentaries I have ever seen across any topic. Okay, wow, not that's just sports. Big. No, yeah, I don't mean to heighten your expectations <laughs> here, but I, I don't I don't know whether it's, you know, me loving sports or not, but that is one of my favorite just pieces of media ever created. I think the fact that we're sitting in a student center basement in the complete dark shows that we love sports enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Grant doesn't get to. We'll send you a video, Grant. But, <laughs> oh, Mickey, who's the team that surprised you? Because I have one. You know, okay. And mine's not going to be one you expect. The Philadelphia Phillies. I, in a good way or bad way? In a bad way. I really I expected them to come out of the gates swinging. Yeah. And, you know, the offense has been there. They're seventh in OPS right now. It's the pitching, I think. And they Wait, just, who'd you say? Who, what? Phillies. Uh, the Phillies. Oh, yeah, I agree. They're tw- sitting at 20 and 23. So they're, they're they're keeping themselves in it. And who knows if they could figure some stuff out. But I, that that's kind of surprising to me. 
I don't want to connect it back to the Sox because I'm a Sox fan, but if you look at three teams that I look at right now, Braves, Phillies, and White Sox, they are all mm-hmm. underperforming, but the fact yes. that the Sox are 500 and the Braves and Phillies are both three games under. Yeah. The fact that they're all that close means take a breath and they're all going to be fine. Braves and Phillies is one case because they're in the same division. Sox is a whole different, but I think all those teams are going to And be also fine. the fact that they're all only three games under yeah. 500. And they've played really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So my team is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes. They're 23 and 22. Snakes. And just. Their pitching chef, their pitching staff goes out there and shoves every day. Sometimes the lineup can follow them. Sometimes they can't. They called up Alec Thomas, their top prospect. He went to Mount Carmel, one of my high school rivals. I know kids that are great friends with him. He's a great guy. I'm happy to see him succeed. Um, but, yeah, the Diamondbacks, who would have thought? And it's not like, I mean, yeah, they have Diamondbacks games every once in a while where they get killed. But they're grabbing games from teams. They got swept by the Dodgers. That's one thing. But they're playing competitive baseball. And, excuse me, I, I didn't expect them to be like Reds bad, but I expect them to be pretty bad. And one game over 500 right now, I think, I'm not saying that's where they want to be. They'd probably like to be better. They've had games get away. But I don't think that's a problem at all. I think they're better off than a lot of people thought they would be. I hate the NOS so much. Like I just don't. having just having those top three teams, and then having a team, you know, even if they're like five six games under five hundred at the end of the year, <clears throat> that's an anno- <clears throat> excuse me. That is a annoying team that you have to play a lot. I I don't want to play Arizona right now if I'm the Giants, and even with Colorado, like with Colorado, you don't want to go to Denver. Because that's a whole nother team mm-hmm. at home than they are on the road. Like, they will absolutely shove at home. And, and you see it time and time again in their home road splits. They are one of the better, you know, I'm not saying they're one of the best, but they are one of the better offensive teams. You know, te- actually, just overall teams in the league at home than they are on the road. So anytime you have to go to Coors, that's annoying. Pair that with Arizona, who's a feisty little team. Pair that with literally the best team in the league right now and who's the best oh I'm, the Dodgers yeah, and then and then San Diego who's looking like they've got all their stuff figured out I like so, their pitching staff so far I'm not complaining about being an NLS fan you know obviously you take on any any you know challenge you can or whatever you're supposed to say but it's just kind of tiring that you have to play all these really good teams yeah Padres are in a battle right now, bottom of the ninth. They're trace, chasing one to the Brewers, so it's hater time, so we'll see. It's Coach Josh. Um, other than that, anything pressing on your guys' minds on this Wednesday afternoon? I think that's about it. Great show, boys. Great show. And now, now this is – I wanted to start something like the best thing we saw this week, whether it's sports or anything. Just like a feel-good thing yeah, at I the like end. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Kind of like I'd, a Why We Love Sports, yes, but remastered. But like just quick. Like yeah. Best thing I saw this week, and now I can't think of anything. Anyone got something off the top of their head? I got something. Uh, what's, what is Jacques it? Jacques Peterson hitting. Oh, well, come actually, on. No, That's no, no, a no. lame answer. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase this. The game of the year. Giants. You know, I, I'll, I'll pick something a little more feel-good when I have time to prepare in future weeks. But so far to this point in the year... There has not been a game as entertaining as Giants-Mets last night. 
And if you go on and you look at the win probability chart, it, it is like a, a snake going down a going down a concrete you know floor or something. It is just going up and down, up and down. I've it, never it was heard that awesome metaphor before. A yeah. snake going down. A, I, I can see what you mean. I yeah, personally exactly. pictured it. I've just never heard that. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I hate snakes so much with a burning passion. So. Oh, I yeah. love snakes. Okay, well, I'm never hanging around your house how, again. You got snakes at your house, Grant? I, I don't have snakes. Oh, okay, okay. good. We're never mind. That. We're good. Not, any, not uh, that much. Grant, you got anything? Nothing, nothing off the top of my head. We might, we might I, make a tweet about it later. Um, I really... All right, you might have to make a tweet. But I, I was a big fan of the Adley Rutschman thing, whether it was the video yes. of him sitting in the office getting yeah. the news... Or walking out of the field for the first time and literally like taking it all in, looking around, which not many people take the time to do. So it was pretty cool that he did. Especially, and I don't know what it is, but just being a catcher, like behind the plate, you're literally looking out to the whole field. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and other than that, yeah, the whole John Daly thing when he was in the lead, that warms your that heart. That's pretty awesome. That <laughs> that's, was pretty awesome. That's about it. That's my, uh, my heartwarming story there. All right. Is that the show? I think that's the show. It, it sounds like the show to me. All right, guys. Any closing <gasps> oh, thoughts here? Any? You got some? I have a quick closing thought. Yep. I, I learned about this John Daly story this week. When he won, he flew overnight. Very quickly, he got a call. He was in South Africa playing golf. Ended up having to come to the 1991 PGA Championship. He won $230,000 and immediately donated 30000 of it. Nice. I think it was to... You want to know who it was? That same PGA Championship, there was a fan who was struck by lightning and died. And he gave it to the fan's family right after he won. Oh, that's awesome. That's what it was. I knew I had something that I saw this week that I loved. That's what it is. Well, there we go. (laughs) Sweet. That will wrap up Season 3, Episode 1 of The Packed House. Grant Salzman, thank you so much for joining us from St. Louis. You'll be back next week, right? I will be back next. You will? Like here? No. Oh, no, okay. no. Over Via the interweb? Yes. All right. We'll see you next All week. Right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Packed House. Mickey Doolittle, Grant Salzman, and Aiden O'Connor. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the sports. See you, boys. See ya. Man, uh, they just played at your mama house, man. Um.